0: Begin again by letting your attention notice the sounds around, letting the sounds appear, noticing them. Opening the mind and attending to the sounds in the room, near and far. Receiving the sounds as they appear in the mind, attending to them, letting them come, letting them go. And again, noticing the body in the sitting posture. Feeling the body sitting still, settled, at rest. Noticing the appearance of the body in the mind, sensations, movement. Then notice the movement of the breath in the body. As we breathe in and the abdomen rises or the chest inflates, feeling the sensations, movement, or the tip of the nostrils. Noticing that the breath appears, sensations and movement in the body appears on its own. And we notice it effortlessly. Attending to each breath as we breathe in, as we breathe out. Being with the entire movement or duration of the breath. Sounds appear. The shape and posture of the body is felt. The breath appears. When your mind is called to another part of the body, when there appears other strong physical sensation, let your attention be with it, noticing it as it arises in the mind. Allowing the mind to get close, to open to, that experience. Feeling each strong, clear sensation in the body when it no longer commands your attention, returning to the breath. This morning, also, continue to notice thoughts as they appear in the mind. They, too, come without invitation. And we notice them, and they pass away. Letting them come, noticing them, and letting them go. Letting the attention remain ever-present, noticing whatever appears. When the mind is obsessed with thought or memory or plans, fantasy, make a light mental note of thinking, planning, fantasizing, (coughs) remembering, commenting, judging, narrating, to clearly identify what is going on, what we are noticing. Without resistance, without pushing it away, notice what happens to that thought. To that plan. To that fantasy. When your mind is no longer distracted by that thought, again return to the breath. Noticing the appearance of the in-breath. Appearance of the (coughs) outbreath. Each appearance in the mind can be known, noted and let go of the sound, the body posture, the breath, strong sensations anywhere in the body, thoughts of all kinds, images. Notice that they appear in the mind persist for a while and then disappear without invitation and we needn't push them away merely notice in this way Our attention remains
1: continuous,
0: (coughs) knowing whatever appears in the mind. Making a note, a light, mental label, helps to identify and let go of whatever we become distracted by, use it when necessary, and rest in the attention to what appears. Do you have any questions about <clears throat> the instruction or your practice experience yes It's not necessary in the uh, noting, or in the labeling of experience, it's not necessary to, um, you know, scroll through your dictionary. It's not necessary to find it. But when you become uh, aware of something, uh, if the attention is very um, sharp and clear, then you'll notice it, it'll come, it'll go, and you don't need to label it at all. But when the mind becomes obsessed and we're caught and uh, uh, noticing it uh, continuously, then it's sometimes helpful to, to ref- uh, briefly reflect and say, well, what, what's going on? And to identify that it's either planning or fantasy or Remembering, or something like that, but it's not necessary to um, to struggle or to search for uh, the right word. Sometimes it comes. Sometimes the knowledge of what's happening comes uh, in the in the instant of knowing uh, that. oh there's planning. Fine. Uh, if it is, if it doesn't come, that's also fine. The labeling that that. Identifying what the particular characteristic is of the experience. Whether it's a physical experience, uh, distinguishing between hardness, heaviness, uh, vibrating, pulsating, or bubbling, etc. Or the uh, labeling of different types of mental activity, thinking, planning, narrating, forgetting, whatever. That labeling is a tool a tool to be used when you need it. And the times to use it is when you're drifting uh, or fragmented, where the mind isn't clearly knowing what's appearing in the mind. So when we're a little bit drowsy, a little bit sleepy, a little bit drifty or scattered, then it's a very helpful tool to clearly acknowledge this, 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 and this until such time as the momentum of clarity and continuity and attention picks up and then it's quite effortless to just know this, 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 without putting on or using the labeling uh, as a tool. So use the labeling very lightly when you need it. And the rest of the time, let it be.
2: Yeah. I have two um, questions about the mindfulness of, of thinking. One is does the recognition, acceptance, and non identification all happen in that moment of labeling thinking? Or are they separate steps? I find if I by, by try to do them separately, sometimes I get caught up in
0: the context. Yeah. It's not so important to, uh, to do them. Huh? Our task is to just recognize what is appearing, and if it's thinking or planning or whatever. If we recognize it and open to it, then we will see what happens to it. And there may be that disidentification from it, and we see that it... Uh, Just dissolves, and we're not particularly locked into it. It's not like we have to uh, follow the steps recognize, accept, disidentify. Sometimes, in the very moment of noticing what's happening, opening to it, there is the recognition, acceptance that's the way it is, and we see it dissolve, and that dissolution is the disidentification with it. It's not like we have to say, "There it is." I'm attached. Okay, now I gotta, I gotta accept it. Uh, Now I've accepted it. Now I gotta let go. I gotta disidentify. No, it's not a, a three-step process. It's those are different relationships we have to experience. Recognizing it, that's a relationship to our experience. Accepting it is the opening to it and um, being with it in a non-resistant, non-grasping way. The disidentification is the um, comes in the recognition and seeing it dissolve. Very insightful, what you just said. Now listen. She said, when I become aware of thinking, I stop thinking. Okay? When we're caught in a fantasy, we're lost and, uh, you know, rising, falling, rising, falling, lost. We're not aware of thinking. And at some point, we come to, That is a moment of mindfulness. Our training is to recognize those moments of and to extend them from this moment to the next moment to the next moment. And in fact, when we become aware of thinking, it's uh, a momentary interruption of that train of thought. If our mind is not too strong, we'll immediately fall back into that thought and it'll go on again. And when our mind is really sharp, we see it and it doesn't come back. And the mindfulness, the presence of mind, the attention to what is happening, uh, develops some momentum and the thinking is uh, dissipated. It dissolves, stops, or certainly recedes into the background. So it's that moment of recognition when we snap out of our drift, our daydream, our lostness, that is a moment of mindfulness that we can, pardon the expression, grab onto and uh, let the momentum of it take us into the next moment, one after the other. Yeah. Now, Steve, going back to our first question. Uh, I've got a little more complicated case but, that regarding accepting. Suppose you have the primary experience is pressure and feeling
2: is unpleasant. You have a little storyline with that, a little aversion. It's a sort of overlay. So it's not enough just to say pressure. That's yeah. The,
0: yeah. That would be a little more than that. mm. that's what she was getting. You can't that doesn't Say it's okay, just to no pressure. Ah, yeah, you got right. To, yeah, right. In the in what you just described is there's um, he says I have a a physical experience which is uncomfortable. Huh? Just to recognize it as pressure, it does not uh, uh, identify or accept or disidentify from that experience, uh, this is true. There's other things going on there in that experience. As he mentioned, there's, there is the pressure, there's the unpleasantness of it, there's the disliking of it, there's the storyline about this old knee injury and f- from football, etc. And there's the, the fear of, what if it gets worse and I, gotta, I can't sit anymore, and, and, uh, and there's all this going on. The recognition begins with recognizing each and every one of those physical and and mental uh, experience. So there is the pressure. There is the fear. There is the unpleasantness. There is the thoughts. There's the uh, storyline. There's all of these in a rapid sequence making up this whole package. Each one of them uh, I say, needs to be, or in time, will be recognized. In time, or with clarity of mind, will be accepted in the sense of, oh, that's, that's what's happening. That's where it is. And when the, when, the, when the mind is open to and able to be with or accept all of that, then the disidentification of, Uh, from it, happens. It's uh, nine o'clock, and time for (coughs) interviews. So have a good day.
1: We've begun our practice with the emphasis on keeping the mind quite receptive and spacious and open while at the same time very alert, very (coughs) present. So we have suggested opening first to that sphere of sound, widening the awareness to be aware of appearing sounds, not needing to go and look for them. Just how the sounds or the silence between the sounds appear moment to moment. Sounds that appear or seem to appear outside or inside, sounds that are predominant or strong, sounds that are soft, or subtle, resting our awareness in this sphere. Next, we have anchored our attention on the body, keeping that same spacious, open, and alert attention, feeling first the contours of the body, and then from the awareness of the body to begin to notice how the breath is appearing, is manifesting in the abdomen or in the chest, feeling the sensations within the movement as the area of the chest or abdomen extends or expands or rises. And again, as it relaxes, falls or contracts or softens, or at the tip of the nose, aware and becoming one with that stream of sensation as it flows with the in-breath and the out-breath. And if you're finding it helpful to use the skillful tool of noting, mental labeling to help attend to, To help connect with each rising movement, each falling movement, and to help sustain the attention there. To help connect to the flow of sensation at the tip of the nose. And to sustain that awareness there. Very soft mental label that simply helps the awareness arrive at the experience to merge with it and to feel it, to know it as it is, its textures, its nuances. Predominant sensations have been introduced as they appear in the body and call the attention away to leave the primary anchor of the breath and bring your full attention to that sensation feel its qualities, its characteristics, its nature, the texture of pressure, softness and hardness, movement and vibration and oscillation, heat and coolness, cohesion and fluidity, however however it is that we experience that sensation just in that moment, not interpreting or thinking about it but using that awareness to feel its immediacy. And again, if you find the labels helpful, to be able to attend to and investigate the nature and quality of those sensations, helping you to come as close as possible, merging with the sensation in order to feel it as it is, noticing what happens to it, Does it get stronger as a sensation? Does it fade? Does it move? Does it pass away? Thoughts have been introduced. To know them also just as they are. To observe them with the same equanimous impartiality as you do a single breath or a sensation or a sound. Knowing the nature, the kinds of thoughts, memory and fantasy and planning, judging, analyzing, trying to see their nature without being lost in their content. This morning we'd like to introduce working with, uh, beginning to work with various mental states or emotions, both pleasant and unpleasant as they become apparent, as they call the attention away. As we're sitting and observing the breath or the body, all of a sudden may become aware of a strong mental mood, or a subtle mental mood, coloring or experience, to drop, your anchor of the breath or the body and bring your full awareness to this, this mood, this mind state. Try to recognize it immediately. Joy, sorrow. Fear, happiness. Desire, contentment. Restlessness, calm. Sleepiness, energy. Doubt, confidence. Sadness, grief, whatever it is, to just initially recognize it and hear the mental labeling can help extremely to acknowledge that it's there. Oh, fear. And again, the noting can be a helpful feedback as to whether or not we're accepting this mental mood or emotion. Is there resistance to it? Is there openness to it? And then the process of investigation and non-identification. Here again the noting can be helpful. The noting sets up the nature of mindfulness which by its own nature does not identify with experience. The recognition, the acceptance, the non-identification and investigation, just fear, just sadness, just desire, just restlessness, just calm, excitement, happiness. The aim isn't to move toward the pleasurable and away from the painful, The aim is to know and see as it is. When mental states or emotions are quite strong, it can be very helpful to attend to the body, to recognize any physical correlates to that mental mood, which further helps to anchor the attention here and now in the present moment. Finding a plate of pressure connected with anger or a knot of contraction connected with fear or waves of tingling, vibration connected with desire or an oppressive sensation somewhere in the body connected with doubt. To find these sensations Anchor in them, notice them as they are, as the sensations of contraction and burning and vibration. Moving from them back again to the mental state. Feeling the quality. How does that mind state, emotion, mood, color the mind? Does it open it, expand it, contract it, lighten it, darken it? What are the textures in the mind? And then again, perhaps grounding on the body. Being with it until it is no longer predominant, calling your attention. Then again, you can come to rest in the awareness of your primary anchor, feeling the expansion and relaxation at the abdomen or chest feeling the flow of sensation, tip of, the no, tip of the nose with the in and out flow. So as you find useful, begin now, with opening into the sphere of sound, resting in the awareness of appearing and disappearing sounds, and noticing not only the sounds but that space of silence. And when it feels appropriate for you, anchor with the body. From the body, notice the nature of the breath. And attend to sensations and thoughts, mental moods and emotions and sounds as they call your attention. Do you have any questions this morning on Dharma practice? walking meditation, we're giving preference to the walking that is as much as possible to leave other sensations, sounds, thoughts, and so forth in the background. If however they call your attention clearly away from the walking, then sure you note it, come back. If it's um, something strong and continuous, you might even stop, like in mid-step, and notice that thought, that sensation, that sound. And in the walking, it's not necessary to be exclusively with the feet. That is, you can just let your attention fall wherever it will, from hip to, to your foot. Sometimes it may feel like just the awareness is filling up that whole area of the leg. It's like water pouring into an empty vessel. And you feel it just at once, in its lifting, in its movement, in its placing, in the shifting of the weight. At other times, it may specifically incline Toward, say, the stretching in the thigh or the tension in the calf or tingling in the toes. No. Or your no, you could just do, if you're using the noting, you can just, uh, uh, it's, in a, it's just a form, a generic form, say, of lifting, and then you forget it. You, there's no more mental noting. You're just then completely and totally moment to moment mindful or aware of that whole lifting process you're feeling all those sensations as you lift, the heaviness or the lightness or the tension, the tightness, you're just feeling that, not labeling it.
2: Mm -hmm. A little bit of confusion about mindfulness and whether it's possible to be mindful of the present moment, of what's going on. With my breathing, Aware of the um, expanding and relaxing, and when the mind wanders, mindful of thinking, although in that moment the mindfulness is really no longer thinking. But with with the breath, I can be um, mindful of the expansion and the relaxation, or I can be experiencing it, which is feeling it. And I'm not experiencing expansion. What I experience is pressure or stretch. And when I'm experiencing the sensation, there's really no room for mindfulness because
1: mindfulness is really what happened in the last moment. I don't get what you're differentiating between mindfulness and experiencing. Okay, is it the same thing? Yes. No. Oh, pressure. Right. No, the noting... Right. The mental labeling is, is it, it is a conceptual level of mind that we're employing as a skillful means tool to help mindfulness connect with what's happening. Say, to connect with the rising or exp, uh, expansion. And, uh, but then it's the duty of mindfulness or the quality of mindfulness to feel, to experience it. Without any more mental noting, just is with that experience, connects and it sustains. And that's one of the uh, uh, uses of the mental labeling. It just helps the mindfulness come to the experience and then do what it does naturally, which is to feel or to experience what's happening. So the labeling is really thinking in the mind? It's a level of thought, yeah, that's right. It's a skillful employment of. Concept of that. Yes.
2: Um, This is in regard to uh, opening to and exploring either physical or emotional pain. Mm -hmm. Um, Let's say sadness arises. Mm -hmm. Right. Can you tell us how we can work with and process the resistance in order to
1: get right to the original? Thing? Sure. First, it's really important to recognize that resistance is happening. It's actually the closer object. What we usually call the predominant object is something that, that, that appears stronger. But the, in this case, what you're presenting the resistance is the closer object. It's like, um, it's like we're wearing contact lenses and we forget we're wearing them. But it colors our entire experience. So it's not really possible to be with that sadness if we're not dealing with and aware of the resistance. So it's really important for that moment to drop the sadness altogether as the object of your awareness and recognize that resistance is there try to feel it. That is, recognize, use that series of recognition, acceptance, that is, I'm feeling resistance, and um, non-identification and investigation. What is the form of that resistance? Is it fear of feeling the sadness? Is it aversion to that sadness? Is it desire to be experiencing something else? So you're really trying to uh, experience exactly what that resistance is. Sometimes, again, if you move to the body as a barometer, it will help reveal some place in the body may have a physical correlate sensation that is, it helps to further reveal the nature of that resistance. When you fully feel that resistance, it's going to at least temporarily fall away and then the sadness will be available. You know, it'll be, usually what happens is that suddenly it feels it's okay. That's just sadness. When it doesn't feel okay, that's usually a flag that there's resistance to it. The resistance, sure. Yeah, absolutely. You're with it as, I mean, perhaps that's what you're with. You're not with it in order to get to the sadness. That then becomes your primary object to be with.
2: Yes. I'm not totally so clear about the intuition. you're know, sitting and watching the breath, there are phenomena that come up that uh, are so major that there's no way you can't go with them and watch. Them. Right. There are other things that are much more minor. Much you know, more. Just less. Right. Topics. Uh-huh. And
1: How is your mind inclined at those moments? I go. And do you notice them? Yeah. And you notice what happens to them? Yeah. Pretty, brief. pretty brief and then what? Then what do you do with your attention? Well, sometimes I get to and then back to right. That's fine. There's no rule, in other words. This At times, there's nothing real predominant happening and there's just resting in the awareness of your primary anchor. At other times, clearly as you're saying, things call your attention and the the intention or the aim is to to notice them as they are in the moment, see what happens to them. At other times, it's arbitrary, you know, you're aware of things sort of in the background, but it's your sense at that time to remain at rest with the primary anchor. Or another sitting, you might just be inclined to investigate those subtle little background sensations, or sounds, or whatever. It's all okay. It really doesn't matter. The guiding principle is a stream of awareness, stream of mindfulness. That's all that really matters. At times, you may be aware of the need, you know, out of skillful reflection, to to um, build up energy or concentration or to uh, strengthen mindfulness, and you may do that by choosing to stay more with your primary anchor, and not because, you may notice, as I think you indicated, if you go off here and there, the mind gets a little scattered. So out of that, you would, with wise reflection, just choose to stay anchored in, your, uh, in the body or with your primary anchor of the breath. You know, and then later, it's just the sense of the awareness opening to all these little things, not being distracted. So there's a lot of um, um, self-responsibility and and, uh, the necessity for wise reflection to determine what's most skillful at that moment. What's your purpose and what's your aim at that moment? What's necessary to be cultivated or not? Is it clear?
0: Mm. Something,
1: whatever's in the body, and then I'm just with that body mm-hmm. sensation, um, and I never do figure out what its name is. That's yeah, okay. that's that's fine. That's okay. okay. Just be with, with whatever the nature of the body sensation is. Try to be, try to see that clearly, as tension or tightness or burning or contraction, whatever that is. And if you're aware that it's connected with an emotion, that's enough. You don't need to go digging for it. It will come in its own time. You don't need to push for it. This, the, the whole intention in this mindfulness practice is to be mindful of what appears, what comes up, not what doesn't come up. So that's good. Okay, we need to stop for interviews. Please continue your practice with uh, delight in the mind.